Today's Musa was dedicated to the Shmat of Rameyah ben Tzvi, the Zichut of the Limud HaTorah, the Zichut of the Tzedakah, the Neshama Shehav and Aliyah. Okay, so, as you all know already, the point of the Vad that we do is to develop a Derech Avoidah together. So it's a, it's a process. And we're, we're, what we're trying to figure out, this is what we're grappling with, is that the altar from the Vardik presented us with a very basic problem, that our reality doesn't agree with the Torah. Our midot, our way of thinking, all we, uh, creates a challenge for us when it comes to learning, because learning is not only information. Learning is not only behaviors. Learning is a way of life. It's a lifestyle of Kedusha. It's a lifestyle that requires unbelievable midas. Salam Aleikim has to shine through a person. So there's a tremendous change that has to take place within the human being. And it's very difficult to make that change. And that's what Rabbi Kiva was struggling with. And that's why he was afraid to learn, because he understood that if you learn and you don't change... And the learning itself could serve as a samhamavet, right? So what was the answer to the problem? How did he wake up to see the truth? He woke up to see the truth by seeing this drip process. The slow drip process can make big changes. So the water that drips slowly, consistently on the rock makes the change. So studying Torah... Obviously with the right intention, that was what the altar said, with the intention that the Torah should penetrate and change you, slowly, slowly that will work, okay? And we have to understand how the lumdus of it goes, not so simple. Why is the learning, step by step, going to help us? Even though Rabbi Salanta said that every time you learn, it makes a roshim, it makes some type of impression, even though you don't see the impression, just like when the water hits the rock, you don't see the impression that the water made on the rock. Obviously, it made some impression, because if it didn't make any impression, then zero plus zero is zero. So obviously, the water, the drip of water, as soft as it may be, has an ability to make somewhat of a roshim, to make somewhat of an effect. So learning will make an effect, even though you may not realize and see how you changed after a drop of learning. But there are changes that are taking place within you from step one. And therefore, as it adds up, that's over time you see the change. That was Rabbi Sosalanta. We, we but we have to still understand all these things. How do they make that change? If my heart is full of taiva, all these things, and that's the way my logic works, and that's my world. So just because I learned a little Torah with the intention that it should change me, how does it actually work? Okay? Mm-hmm. I want to try to get the real amkis in the sugya. So for that, we're going to Rabbi Rucham, which we started a little bit yesterday. And Rabbi Rucham is going to bring Rabbi Kiva into his mimer. And that's going to give us a hascholos, a havana, how Torah actually changes people. Okay? That's what we're working on. So yesterday, we started Rabbi Rucham, and he explained, he was working off a Rabbeinu Yoyna, he was trying to explain a Rabbeinu Yoyna. But he explained how the chius, 
the life force of a human being, the physical life force of a human being, is something that the nefesh itself supplies the life source and force of a human being, the nefesh itself. And since the nefesh is the life force, it still has to take outside help. It's got to eat. It's got to breathe. And, it, and it's taking all those resources from outside, the oxygen, the minerals, the vitamins, whatever it is and everything, and it produces it and it breaks it down so it's not in its original form. When food comes into your mouth, it looks one way. By the time the digestive system finishes with it, there's no, it doesn't look remotely the same. But it pulled out all the nutrients that it needed and it sends them to the different parts of the body in order to be alive. So what happens is that potato that you ate turned into uh, your eyes, your nose, your mouth. It turned into it, it changed its form totally. It became a piece of you. The food of the person becomes a chelik from the atzmi Adam. right? So, so to explain in Ruchnius, in Ruchnius, there has to be a driving force of vitality, of spiritual life force in a person, even though that spiritual life force may need to come onto outside sources. For example, like Torah, it can't grow and flourish without Torah. If you remember, we brought down the marshal, not the marshal, the Pasuk says that Torah is like rain. Because without the Torah, you can't flourish and grow. Torah is the gives you chiyas. Learning from other people, learning from the creation. There's a lot of things you need to come on to outside sources. You have to have a Rebbe, you have to have Talmidim, you have to have Chaveirim. There's outside sources that are necessary. But those are just pieces of food or gush of oxygen. But it has to be processed to become a part of yourself. Meaning, in other words, if a person hears a thousand shmuzes, or he learns a tremendous amount of Torah, he only has like a library in his brain. He has information. Information is not going to make you grow. Because that information is not relative to you. So you have to process it, similar to a digestive system, and break it down and draw out the points and apply them to yourself and that's how you grow. That's called an internal uh, growth. It has to be inside of yourself. That's ma'uriyatsma. That's what he's learning out from many You have to be ma'uriyatsma. It means you have to be alive. Your spiritual self has to be alive and desire to flourish and to grow. That has to be internal. That's something internal. That's not something you can get from the outside. Once you have that internally, you can take the outside stuff and process them. So the way we explain the processing process, the way it works, is like this. A person, in order to make the information real and practical and applicable to him, because every person is very in the, very unique. Every person has a different life. Every person has a different matzavim. Every person is different. It's always the same, right? So not the same. So the Torah is very general. It's kolom. 
can talk about chesed, you can talk about avodah, you can talk about kedusha, you can talk about different things if you want, right? But everybody has to be able to process that and see how kedusha can manifest itself in his life. And where in his life he's lacking that, right? So that's, that, that's when it becomes personal. So if you have a internal drive to grow, then first of all, you're going to notice a lot of things, and you're going to start taking things, and then you're going to know how to process it and bring it into yourself because you're going to know your needs. So that was the idea that Rabbi Ruchim was developing, that without the ma'atzmoy, it's basically on chazal, im ein ani li mi li, if I am not going to take responsibility for my own growth and have my own desire for growth, to make the ma'urir nafshay, the lashon of the Rabbeinu to awaken within himself, to do what? To process all the musad. Then, if he doesn't have the ma'atzmoy, he's not going to make it. Even if he understood it completely, and even if the information went into his heart, because the information went into his heart means that the concept was Messiah Shavalalein. The concept, he got it. But the concept is not you. That's a concept. It has to be you. That has to be ma'atzmoy, right? You may not need li, me, li, but still, kishani la'atzmi ma'ani. Meaning, as much as I want to grow, and as much as I have that desire to grow, if I'm not getting information from the outside, just like the guy who doesn't eat, as much as he wants to be alive, if he doesn't eat, he's going to die. If he doesn't want, if he doesn't breathe, he's going to die. So you could have the desire to, 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 to be alive, and to have vitality, and growth, and flourishing, but if you don't have the resources, you can't do it, right? So to a person, as much as I want, I don't have it built within myself all the resources, so I have to come to the outside. That was his general shoes of the first Kufi Dalit. Obviously tons and tons and tremendous amount of stuff. I didn't read everything inside and how he's explaining everything, but that was in his first mimer. In his second mimer, Rabbi Ruchim goes further with it, right? And in this Maimah, he talks about like this. I'm going to take you into Rabbi Kiva now, okay? So he says, let me read from here. We have to understand it. Sof, sof, en kiyum believe masha mekabel minachutz. A human being cannot spiritually be alive and flourish if he doesn't accept things from the outside of himself. Ukemoy begashmiyas came beruchmiyas. Just like in the physical world, in the materialistic world, if you don't eat, if you don't breathe, if you don't get outside help, you're not going to make it. Came beruchmiyas mason ve'en chius l'loy siyum minachutz. Umitzad sheni. It's not going to help. You're not going to grow unless you make it part of yourself, right? Like we spoke before. He says, "In Cain, if so, how do we have this way of unifying what I got from the outside and making it into myself?" How do we do that? What's the how what's the trick? So he says, he says, you see by a person in the physical world, 
He has a koch ha-ta'ev v'ra'ev l'achil. A person has a desire to eat. He's hungry. He has to eat. Zeh ha-mechaber es ha-momon ha-mozoin shubamaychel l'nefesh ha-chiyuni shalai. That koach ha-ta'ev that you feel is really the koach which makes the chibur, which takes the food and makes it go into your nefesh ha-chiyunis. We think since we have to eat, there's a trigger in the brain that says you have to eat. It's a koyach nefesh. He has a koach that to bring in others, other people, what he learns from other people, makes it part of himself. That's a if you if you have a desire to grow, if you have a an awakening within yourself, that means that your koach hanefesh to grow is alive, because that's what makes a desire. Since it's alive and it wants to stay alive and it wants to flourish and wants to grow, the koach hanefesh itself is what's making you bring in the stuff from outside. Okay, now he goes his way into Rabbi Kiva. Okay, you ready? Let's read this. Al Rabbi Kiva Omru. Memshona Osak Beprakamatya, 40 years he was a businessman. Memshona Lomad, 40 years he learned. Memshona Limed, and 40 years he taught. Okay, so it says like this. Behine Vada Kiva Tochyusa, Primusa, Shabbi Kiva Batsm, Lechosa Klum, Gambar, Bon Shona Rishayim. Kimashala Niver Bereshisa, Are Loyotse Bachrisa. He didn't have this power of wanting to grow within him from the beginning, he would have never grown at the end. So he had the power. He had this desire to grow, right? But he didn't bepoil, it didn't come out yet bepoil. And this is what the Chazal asks, He goes through the whole story where he saw the water dripping down there, right? So he says, Who ach Basically what he's saying is like this. That, you see, a thousand people, million people, I don't know how many people walked past that dripping water, right? And nobody looked at that rock and that water and said, Ah! Nobody did that. Even though the message of the water and the rock was there for years and years. For hundreds of people to pass by and see that message. But if you don't have a kocha mis'ur in you, that you want to grow, and you're grappling with the problems that stand in front of you in growth, that you're looking at the world, and when you find the solution, you say, aha, that's a resource. That you have to have a kocha mis'ur. If Rabbi Kiva didn't have his own internal kocha mis'ur, he would have missed the message of the rock like everybody else. That's the key point. I mean, sometimes it may take you many years to figure out the solution to your problem of how to grow. Everybody has problems. Some people don't like learning. Some people have this. Some people have that, right? Everybody has problems. And sometimes to find the solution to the problem takes a long time. 
So, Rabbi Kiva, we don't know how long he was searching for. But he was searching for an answer to a problem. But it's because he had a koach hamis'ur to grow and to be alive in a spiritual way. That's why he found the answer to his problem. If you don't look and you're not finding nothing. You understand? That's a deep point, Rabbi Rucham saying. Step one. So we're going to develop further. So again, let's go back full circle. So we have this Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva had a problem, a real problem, and he found the answer in the rock, right? So first we have to explain that, like we said from the altar, the problem wasn't intellect or abilities or knowledge. The problem was change. He saw his midas, he understood his midas, he understood the challenge of midas, and he didn't know how to change. And he was afraid to change. He was afraid to try. Because if he tries, he may be a samamavid. According to Rabbi Sosalanti, he actually tried. And it did, he seemed not to see the changes, right? So this is the classic human being. This is all of us. This is not just Rabbi Kiva. We all went through yeshiva, and at some point of our life, we really believed that maybe we could actually grow. But then we faced challenges in the face of our growth. For each person a different challenge, but everybody found a challenge in their growth, right? And then to some degree, we all suffer for Rabbi Kiva suffering. We have Yish. It's not going to work. To become a Tamachachim is difficult. To become a Yerushalayim is difficult. To become an Eved Hashem is difficult. To have Anav is a difficult. All the different challenges we face. We understand our tendencies. We understand our Midas. We understand our weaknesses. And then we have this problem. Okay? So, we have to see what the answer to the problem is, right? But the first is we have to put now Rabbi Rucham in the picture. You're only going to find the answer to the problem, and the answers are going to be there. Because around you, outside of you, there's many answers. Answers in the Torah, answers in Shmuzes you hear, answers in things that you can analyze in the creation. Answers are all over the place. You have to find them. But the only way that you're going to find answers if you are searching for growth. You can hear a shmooze. If a person is not you can hear a shmooze and the shmooze has no relevance to him. But then if he's really a ma'iratzma, you can say, aha, I can take this, I see. Because there's so many different levushim that the information comes in. You follow? So we have, there's another step in the process is to find the answers. We still didn't explain 100% yet how the drip process works. We didn't get to that. But we put a few dimensions here. The dimension is, number one, is that you have to have an inner desire to grow, and therefore you will find the answers. We have to know that the, the, the growth process is slow, and you don't see changes right away. That's a big problem in today's society. Everybody wants to see the instant result to the problems. And they say, I'm not changing, and I'm not growing, and that's not true, because growth is very... Uh, microscopic, and it takes time until it adds up, so it's a slow process. You have to have the internal drive to grow. Uh, you have to have the patience to go with the slow process, and you have to believe that the Torah will actually change you. Now, the next step, hopefully, we'll see how the Shema, I don't know, the next time we're going to see each other, is we're going to go try to understand better how the drip process actually works, okay? So we'll stop over here for today.